0: right here in Wonderland. Hey guys, it's me again. I just quickly wanted to remind you that all the show notes with the links and resources we mentioned in this episode are available on my blog. So head there now and leave a comment for me or our guest and we'll respond. And you can also find the entire archives of all the episodes from the Wellness Wonderland podcast and catch up on those at thewellnesswonderland.com/podcast-2. And if you guys are digging the show, it would be super duper awesome if you guys could leave me a review and a rating over on iTunes. It would be so helpful to bring more people to the show. Thank you guys so, so much for listening and leaving a review. And without further ado, here is this week's podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am super pumped today because we have an exciting episode of the Wellness Wonderland Radio. One of my greatest mentors, Erin Stutland, is in Wonderland. And Erin's career began as a dancer where she toured with several professional companies before moving into acting, where she was on shows including Sex and the City and The Sopranos and Mad Men. How cool is that? And then Erin's focus shifted from performance a little bit, and she used her talent in a different way with fitness. She became one of four Intensati leaders, and she studied with the creator herself, and she's appeared on the Today Show, Dr. Oz. And most importantly, she is the creator of my jam, Shrink Session, Tone Your Body, Expand Your Mind. And her mission there is to inspire, educate, and empower people in a fun, entertaining way. And let me tell you, she does all of that and more so authentically. She's probably one of the most articulate people I've ever come across, and I'm so excited to dive into things with her today. So thank you so much for stopping by Wonderland, Erin.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: Yay. Okay, cool. So... Let's start by zooming the lens back a little bit and getting into your story. So, I want to know, how did you get into life coaching and has wellness and this way of thought always been part of your life?
1: Um, I wouldn't say always. I would say it was kind of it was kind of in my in the the threads of my genes in a sense. You know, it was something my mom You know, my mom always had uh, inspiring quotes on the refrigerator. And she actually, funny enough, going way, way back, my mom – I was just talking about this this one the other day. My mom actually sold Mary Kay. I don't know if you know that make line, right? And this is, you know, back in the 80s when – They were really, they were doing like Mary Kay parties and Mary Kay, the woman herself who created, who created the business, um, was this very inspirational, motivational woman who wanted women to really rise up and run their own businesses. And people don't always think about that because they just think like these, you know, cheesy Mary Kay women, but, but she really was so much more than that. She was really giving the gifts to women to how to, how to run their business, how to grow their business. Um And so my mom was always, you know, that was my mom and she was, you know, she loved all of those inspirational quotes and inspirational books and she was always passing down that mindset stuff. But, you know, so it was kind of always a part of my life, and my childhood, but it wasn't anything that I was particularly, you know, I wasn't reading those books, obviously. Well, some teenagers, I suppose, are. Um But it really honestly wasn't until I was, uh when I was 18, it was my freshman year of college and my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And, um, it just hit me so hard. Um, you know, this is like the, the woman, it's your rock and you know, you're not ready to look at life without, without that person quite yet at that young of an age. And, um, it sent me into a really, a really deep depression. Um, you know, I was away at school, I was at college and I was dancing in college and I had a lot of pressure that I was putting on myself, uh, just being a dancer and, trying to really succeed in the, I was in a conservatory program, and I just started digging really deep into my own, you know, self and my own spirituality and started reading books on meditation and, you know, came across Wayne Dyer at the time, and I started going to yoga and a meditation class, Um, you know, I remember reading The Greatest Salesman in the World by Mandino, and he, you know, he uses mantras really throughout the book, every day you're reading a new mantra. So that's really where I think the journey began, at least where I started to tap into my own, you know, really and start to investigate my own mind, how I thought about things, how I felt about things, how that affects other parts of my life. Um, And I think that's, you know, that's really how it all how it all began.
0: Nice. It's really cool to hear that backstory. So I guess let's catch everybody up to the present and, um, you know, how that transition from acting and dance to where you are now with the amazing gift you're giving the world shrink session. I'd love if you could talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Well, so as I said, my background was in in dance and I was dancing professionally and, um, and then I transitioned into acting because, you know, I wanted to explore more, um, more of the psychology of, of human beings, which you get to do quite a bit in acting. And, um, You know, in all honesty, at the same time, I was obviously still very interested in uh, exploring spirituality and all of that, but I wasn't really doing it other than kind of like a a side thing. And, um, you know, as an artist, you have so many different side jobs. You're always juggling a bunch of things. And so one of the things that I started doing, I started teaching fitness and it was really on the side um, as like one of my other jobs to have as an artist while I'm auditioning. And in some ways it felt very, I had, you know, I hadn't danced for a long time and I kind of, when I transitioned into acting, I had really left that part of me behind. I was like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not dancing anymore. And when I came to fitness and I was teaching classes that were very dance based, I felt like I was coming back home and, I was like, "Oh my god, this is such a beautiful, you know, combination of all the things that I really love. I was getting to help people, you know, get more into their bodies, be more loving towards their bodies. I was getting to teach them a little bit about dance, and I was getting to infuse spirituality into that and, in, you know, in the gym. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then from there, I kind of started these I started these little workshops for um for people, for my performer friends, really um, that was not related to the gym at all. And I was doing workshops or so was combining, you know, this workout with coaching. Um, and it was really creative coaching and it was really helping people tap into their own create creativity and their own power. Um, and so I always like to say that I kind of started a business on accident because really my intention was to like make a little money on the side and do something that I loved. And it, it just began to take off and, you know, I grew and I began to really love it.
0: I love that. I mean, I think that everyone, I feel like all good businesses kind of start on accident or, you know, people see that need, what they want, and then they create it. And that's totally what you did, which I think is just awesome. So with the coaching aspect of it, was that something that you were trained in or did you just use your experience and coach from that place?
1: Yeah, funny enough. I mean, I had done leadership programs all throughout my life. I started doing leadership programs when I was in high school, actually, Um, you know, you know, sort of peer guidance programs and other leadership programs. And, And when I was about 21 years old, I started working. Somebody had suggested, you know, I was kind of figuring out my way and trying to find my path as an artist. And someone had suggested I work with a coach. And at the time, I didn't really even know what a life coach was. I mean, this is, you know, this is a while ago before, like, it wasn't like not everybody had a coach and um and I worked with her for a long time and I did a bunch of training programs with her and then and so over the course of time I've worked with several coaches and then also done other leadership programs and so the coaching for me I think was something that came really natural yeah. um just because I was drawn to it and that thing you know so long ago um, but I like to tell people, you know, people ask me all the time, did you do like a formal coaching training program? And I didn't. And I think that they're great. I think that there's a lot of value in it, but I think that I had been investing in a lot of the same information over the course of the year. I kind of made my own coaching program. Um, and I think I, I totally recommend people do that as well. You know, there's not one right way to do it.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that for me at least, Um, you know I know I have a lot of younger girls coming to me for advice and just you know because I'm somewhere different on on their path and then you know it's it's all it's about who you work with I think and you attract clients who are probably similar to you and who are at a different spot on their journey than you and if you are a little bit a couple steps ahead you can usually give some insight on what you would have wanted to know back then you know and I think that's kind of the best place to coach from so I love that answer.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that coaching is not, you know, so much about telling people what to do. I think providing insight is outstanding and and fantastic and so helpful, especially, as you said, you know, to people who are a few steps behind you. But I think ultimately a good coach, depending on the kind of coaching that you're doing, right, there's coaching and consulting. But I think that a really good coach helps you tap into your own power and helps you understand what your own strengths are and helps you find answers within yourself um and I think that's, you know, what the mark of a really great coach is. And I know that I've had great coaches who have done that for me. So I know that I have the power to, you know, create things in my life because they've shown me that I have that. And so for me as a coach, that's always my objective with clients is this is not about the way I did it or the way anyone else did it. This is, the way, this is about you finding how you want to do it. That's going to be the best, fullest expression for you. And let's see if we can get to the bottom of that.
0: Mm, So good. Yeah, that that's a tweetable. And that was like a big paradigm shift for me. And thinking to my personal coaching, you know, that that I've done, you know, it's like sometimes you want them to just tell you what to do. What did you do? You know, and like, the best coaches don't and they they push you and they're like the client maybe won't want that. So I think that's a that's a really great um, test of a true, good coach, you know, being able to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so empowering for the person and, you know, and then you're like really helping them build this new muscle of having trust and faith in themselves, which is like, you know, that's everything.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm, So good. So getting back to shrink sesh for a sec. (laughs) Yeah. so with with that, I would love, I was going to explain it right now, but I was like, no, Erin Stutland <laughs> is here. I'm going to have you um, kind of explain it to people who aren't familiar. If they read my blog, I know that they are, but <laughs> uh, um, just kind of let them know it, what it is. But I would also love to know, when did you get the idea for it? When did you know you wanted to create this class and link um, movement and mantras?
1: Well, the class itself—it's a—it combines cardio, dance, and some yoga. Um, you know, positive psychology, meditation, coaching, um, and it's—it's it's mantras that you're saying out loud while you're moving, and. Um, you know, there's great power in that. The whole objective is frankly to, it sounds kind of funny and maybe counterintuitive, but the whole objective of it is to actually get you out of your head because a lot of times when we're exercising or doing anything, we're really overthinking it, you know, we're overthinking it or, you know, a lot of people have um, a lot of negative connotation with exercise and mm-hmm. moving their body because it's painful or, you know, they're struggling with something with their body, whether, you know, inwardly or outwardly. And so when they start moving, a lot of times they get into a conversation that's quite negative, and it doesn't allow you to really progress and really get into your body. Um, You know, maybe that conversation is this hurts. I'm not good enough. I'm never going to make it. I'll never lose the weight. You know, it's it's quite common. And, um, so the mantras are really designed to help you create a new identification with moving your body. So instead of moving your body and saying, I suck, this is horrible. You start to move your body and you start to call up these words that are saying like, I'm powerful. You know, what I focus on, I get, I am enough, I have enough. And when you can start to embody these words, like, like embody them in yourself, you know, things start to shift and you're like, I am strong
0: now. Right. I have all that I need. <laughs> I'm saying it all day long in my head. <laughs> right.
1: And um, it's, you know, because there's the rhythm to it and it kind of gets into your yeah. head, so it gets into your memory. But what's really cool is that you know, I love meditation and I think sitting and sort of thinking is great, but you know, your mind is so slippery, right? So it kind of, it'll veer off and go in other directions, but when you are embodying something, you know, rather than just thinking it, but you're actually doing it and embodying it, it's going to get a little bit deeper in there. So, um, so it's a really nice, powerful, really powerful combination. I'm always amazed. I get emails from people who are like, I'm crying during this workout. Why? And, um, and i think it's because you know a lot of us aren't used to speaking to ourselves in that way and and if you're moving there's a lot of energy coming up and the energy's coming up and you're saying these beautiful things to yourself and it's you know there's a part of you that's like i don't believe it and then there's another sweet part of your soul that's like but i do believe it yeah. you know yeah. and um it it creates some really beautiful emotion oh
0: my gosh yeah i mean it's It's so amazing, and and for me, you know, I have to share, like, a little bit of my experience with it, like, so I found you through another past Wellness Wonderland radio guest, Bex, and when I did, I went crazy, because it's so funny for me, like, I'm such an audio learner, audible learner, that um, I would, you know, when I was studying in school, or anytime I would constantly like repeat things out loud I say things out loud I'm a talker and I and I'm also moving my hands all the time so the way I would memorize would be like I would crazily move my hands or get up and jump around like saying the equations or whatever they were right and so when I found Trink session it was like it was just made for me it was like my cool older sister like made something just for me and um, a- every part of it just really vibed with me it's so well and Again, it mm. doesn't feel like exercise, and I think that's what's so great about it because, um, you know, like you said, exercise does have a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of negativity around it. And um, I know Jessica Ortner, our friend, said that, you know, running laps was, like, a thing you had to do when you were punished in gym class, right? You know, so right. So, like, yeah, right, right. like it can be seem like punishment to people or I have to do this, then I can have my meal or, you know, whatever it is. So I think this is, like – this is hanging out with yourself. It's not even exercising. And I just, I love it.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it should feel joyful. I mean, that's really my objective is to get people feeling, um, you know, a sense of joy in their bodies and reconnected to their bodies. Because I think when they do that, it opens up so many new possibilities, you know, and then it's like, and I'm not one who's like, you just have to do shrink session, you know, I think, like do it, let it be, let it be a part of your whole thing. Then, then take the principles and go do yoga, and go do kickboxing, and spinning, and whatever else really lights you up. And hopefully, what it will do is it give you, um, you know, a new sense of encouragement and confidence uh, in your body. That's that's really my hope.
0: Yes, I I mean I that's what I love about you too, you know, cuz I know that it's like shrink session has enhanced my yoga practice too. You know, I'll bring a mantra in with me cool. to my yoga class and then when I'm teaching yoga, you know, just it just sometimes they just come out, you know? Like I am strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cuz I just am constantly listening to them. So I've it's been something I've been able to kind of bleed in there and I think it's just the more you can do it, the better and it's it's amazing.
1: Cool. Awesome. So
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. So you're you're so articulate, right? And you're so great on video, not just the shrink session videos, but the things you do on YouTube. And I feel like what I love about your story is that I think it's this ideal example of the you know the saying or the the fact that everything happens for a reason, right? Like your acting and performance and dance skills and training um, are useful in the path that you're on now with shrink session and the work that you do. So. Um, I would love to know, you know, in your life, it's it's something that really lined up, but would you ever have imagined it going in this direction? And could you talk about some of the lessons you've learned in your previous careers that now transfer?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful question. I um, It gives me the chills a little bit, actually, when I think about it, because I would have I honestly would have never imagined, you know, flash forward, I would have never imagined that I would be doing what I'm doing. Um And I'm like a dreamer and I like to visualize things and I, you know, recommend that you do, but I, I, and I think all those things are really important and totally valuable. But then I also, th- I mean, to me, it just shows that like life sometimes has, you know, different plans, bigger plans and you can intellectually conceive, frankly, Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of times we're very limited, you know, in what we can conceive for our future and our life. Um, we're limited by our own perspective and, and, you know, by our own thinking from that, from the point that we're standing. Um, so no, I could, I would have, <laughs> I would have never have dreamed it. I mean, now that I'm in this space, I feel like I can dream from this place and, and make things happen and, you know, really take from this place. But, um, I think when I was, when I was dancing, I wouldn't have ever imagined, that this is, that I would be, I wouldn't have imagined that I was running my own business or at least this version. And that's actually not entirely true. I do remember, um, there were a couple of years ago I was doing a course and it, I was still focusing on my acting career and she had us sort of like l- do, you know, a future self. And the thing that I saw in that meditation was like, it was very clear to me that I actually was, um, like the CEO of a company <laughs> Um, but I didn't really know what the company was. I just knew that I was like running this company. I kind of thought it was going to be a production company, right. which I guess in a sense it is what I'm doing. Um, but I did, yeah, I guess there, there was that element of it, that I knew I, I felt like I was going to be running something. Um, so so in that way, I guess there were, little, there were little pieces of it. But in terms of, you know, the elements of what I was doing before and how they're helpful today, um, yeah, I think one of the most beautiful things about, what keeps unfolding is I'm like, Oh my God. And now this skill is of use. And like, I, w- I trained for years to do that. And, um, so I think, you know, with the dance, obviously I spent years and years and years understanding every single muscle in my body and every single direction that it was. And, and, and also under, you know, I think it's also valuable, the struggles that I went through because I can identify with people who are going through similar struggles. Um, but I think understanding the body was a huge part. And then with acting, um, I think the biggest thing, you know, with acting that's been helpful as a coach is, I think there's a lot of people in the wellness space, and it's not negative, but there's a lot of like, everyone should be happy all the time, you know? And like, we should always, like, let's just get to total happiness and bliss all the time. And I kind of, I call a little BS on that because, you know, because from being an artist, you know, the greatest love songs and plays and novels Mm. and films are all written because people, you know, people were heartbroken or they were lost. And it's like the humans and you got to you get to watch the human spirit rise up, you know, from from the dust and from the ashes. And they rise up from these places of, you know, of being of tragedy. And that's a real part of life. And that's a real beautiful part of life. And I don't think that we should skip it. I don't think that we should just try to gloss over it and say, you know, there's something wrong with you because you can't be happy and you got to like, you know, meditate your way to happiness. Um, I think there's something to be said about being in the dirt and being in the muck and being in the thick of it and allowing yourself to sort of be there and reflect on your life. And, you know, then of course, in that space, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. But I think that's, Um, something I really appreciate about my background as an artist is really appreciating the, um, just, you know, what humans, the human struggle and the human spirit that rises up from that struggle and not to, um, and it's important to allow clients that you see to allow them the space to go through that and not, you know, as a coach, not to be like, well, you better get to happiness tomorrow. Otherwise, we failed as a coaching client relationship, you know?
0: Right, right. And I don't think that's the goal of the coaching of the coach is really just to, You've got you have to have the bad ones to make the good ones good, right? You know, and it's all about like making that time in the valley less than, you know, not letting it become a Grand Canyon. You know what I right, mean? Right.
1: Right. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. But really honoring it, you know, mm-hmm. honoring that dark space. It's um you know, I, I'm, I know I'm not alone. You know, I'm sure you've experienced this and people listening, like some of the greatest things have come out of my darkest times, like truly the greatest things that I wouldn't that I, that I hold most dear to my heart have come from real tragedy. And so as hard as that was, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And so, you know, nowadays when I'm in a dark place, instead of trying to rush out of it, I try to kind of appreciate it. I'm like, oh, God, what's amazing going to
0: come out of this, you know? Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, it's the same thing. It's crazy. It's like sometimes I'm even nostalgic for something that at the time I, like, thought was the worst thing in the world, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like it's so funny how, how life is. Like you never know what you'll be nostalgic for. So just enjoy it now, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Every, every little spot is, is the place you're supposed to be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Mm, Couldn't agree more. So speaking about like the fluidity and, um, and your background with dance, um, that you knew, you know, very specific, I was going to say postures, but very specific movements. Um, but I love the way, even though you have that dance background, I love how freeing shrink session is. And, why was that so important um, when you created something that everybody can do, regardless of how goofy they look or their body shape or skill level?
1: Yeah. Well, when I was in college, I, uh, my senior year, I was asked to teach um, a non-majors dance class. And I remember those, you know, going into this class. And so these are people who just kind of, they were like doing it because they had to fulfill, you know, some sort of random credit. Um, and I was teaching a non, it was non dancers, non majors, people who had never danced before who kind of just wanted to try a modern dance class. And it's like, you know, you can't take it really seriously with those people. And I just remember that, you know, of course, you know, you try to teach them a little bit of technique so they have, so they're safe and they can understand the body and they can understand, um, you know, the art form that is dance. But then I remember, you know, usually towards like the second half of class and we, I would start teaching them movement across the floor and I would watch them move across the floor and I would watch them sometimes like not get it right at all, but they had these like huge smiles on their faces and there was like this freedom. And all of a sudden these, you know, 19, 20, 21 year old kids, people turned into like little kids Yeah, it's like me you know,
0: doing shrink sessions. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> and I just. I really think that that's what movement should be. And I I think, like, you know, if you ever go to a wedding um, and you look on the dance floor and you see all ages and shapes and sizes, every single person smiling, every single person and they're moving in different ways and some people are on the beat and some people are not and and it, but they're having a good time and they're feeling good and i just that's that feels like that if if you know if i can teach anyone anything if i could facilitate anything it's that to just feel good and have fun and find the joy in movement um and so that's why it's important and i also think there's something to be said about um like accomplishing a new move, like learning a new move or a new combination, I think that brings a lot of confidence. And so I do I do want to challenge you. It's not like just a free-for-all where we're not doing anything, but I do want to challenge you to try to get new moves and try to learn new ways to coordinate your body. Um, But ultimately, ultimately, it's about having fun.
0: Mm, So good. I love that. So one of my favorite lines from the Soul Stroll is something that you say. You say, what are you willing to let go of? And what are you wanting to create more of in your life? So I would love to offer that back to you and know what you're willing to let go of and what, what you're wanting to create more of in your life now.
1: Mmm. Well, you know, my, my, my word, I like to create a, a word um, and sort of a theme for the year, for each year. And my word um, this year is expansion. And for me, that means expansion, you know, in my business, expanding my capacity to receive, expanding my capacity to give. Um, it just feels like this big growing year for me and it's funny because i always when i when i sit and i think about okay well what what who do i need to become in order to expand in these ways in these specific ways that i want to expand and i know that some of that requires letting go of old ways um and i think that's sort of what i'm what i'm working on right now like what what sort of needs to die right inside of me in order for something else for something else to bloom and i don't know that i i could actually articulate it, um, at this moment. Cause it's funny. I think it's like a question that you, you can sometimes even just ask yourself, it's like planting a seed. Like, what do I need to let go of? And then, you know, I think that answers kind of reveal itself to you. But I think one of the big things I don't, is that, um, just this sense of continuing to soften into myself. So I guess if it was letting go of, you know, really letting go of this idea of having to push, um, to make anything happen, but rather softening into myself and allowing myself more to be who I am um, and also allowing others who are around me to be exactly as as they are, and finding a little bit more flow and ease, I think would be the focus
0: mm, that sounds so good i I love that so many of us think we have to push, 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 so I think that's so refreshing
1: yeah it's nice it's a nice feeling to not to not push but You know, trust me, my ego gets, like, caught up in this, like, "Uh, you're moving a little too slow there, Erin. You better pick up the pace. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's part of me that wants to start running, um, especially, you know, when you're a doer and you like to accomplish things. But I try to keep, like, it's okay. There's no rush. You know, there's no rush. It's all happening. It's all unfolding. (laughs) Yeah, you got to keep
0: reminding yourself of that. I actually just Instagrammed um, before this call something that said, being happy is productive. And
1: I really loved that. Mm, that's great. I love that too. That's really great. Spot on. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. So I would love to know what is the favorite part of the way that you've designed your life right now and the way that your business is?
1: Um, I think it's the sense of freedom and autonomy that I have. Um I really love that I, you know, can more or less wake up, you know, when I want. Not that I'm going to sleep all day, but it's not like I wake up and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to be, you know, somewhere. Right. Um, I can really make my own schedule. So, you know, if if I'm working particularly hard and I need a day to rest a little bit more, I can rearrange my schedule to do such um, I can, <laughs> this is crazy, but I love that I can wear whatever I want to wear. You know, I, I'm, I really, I need to be comfortable to be creative. And anytime that I had, you know, worked in any kind of office job for me personally, I was like, I'm just not comfortable in those clothes. Like I don't feel like my best creative self. I think maybe it's the dancer in me who needs to be in like movement clothes to even write, even write a good blog post. So I love that I can wear whatever I want, whatever you I are want.
0: You have the cutest crop tops. Where You sent out that email and you, like, gave a bunch of great suggestions, which I loved, by the way. But where do you get your adorable crop tops?
1: My crop tops? Like, the ones that are in pictures? Or yeah, where? Yeah, in the shrink session one. You have one with, like, a tiger. They're oh, so yeah. Gosh. And so that one's from, like, um, where is that from? It's called... Oh my God, I'm forgetting the name. It's like a forever 21 type oh, of store, nice. but like, well, they're but, adorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I pick up stuff like that, you know, forever 21. I try to pick up like random little things or cut my own shirts. I'm always yeah. cutting my own shirts, you know? Um, but yeah, wearing what I want to wear is really is super valuable. Um, and, but, yeah, I think just the autonomy of getting to kind of be where I want to be when I want to be there and and also work with whoever I want to work with i mean that's that's always been my dream, like even you know when I was acting the, the when I imagined any kind of work, it was like, I get to work with the most creative, brilliant people, and I can honestly say that that's who I get to work with now so so I love that mm,
0: that's amazing so what is the long term vision of the shrink session mission where would you like to see it in 5 years and then maybe like 10 years or 20 years even
1: oh my gosh i haven't thought 20 years out maybe <laughs> i should um <laughs> well i'm i'm really excited about what's going to be happening this year with it and the expansion that's going to be happening we're um we're rolling out a teacher training program in march Yay. um which i'm really excited about so that there's other people teaching it and um and really, the objective this year is to partner up with more, um, more really wonderful companies and uh, corporations who are interested in bringing something like Shrink Session um, out to their people and their communities. So we've got some things on the docket with that, um, and some kind of, a lot of co branded content that's going to be rolling out this year. Um, but my objective would be that Shrink Session is you know, in all of these um, fitness facilities across across the country that there's a shrink session class that's available, whether it's really, honestly, like at the YMCA to Crunch. Right now I teach at Crunch that um, there'll be more classes at Crunch coming in the next year. But that just more people have access to it um, is, a, is a really big objective of mine. And then we'll continue growing the online community um, and creating more, more and more content for people that's really accessible. Um, and I think the biggest thing in terms of that creating the content, it's even widening the content. So having more meditations and more stretches and more dance, like, so that there's lots of different things to choose from, from strength training to cardio training, you know, and keep expanding the library.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You do such a nice job with that. I mean, the online program is, I haven't had a chance yet to to meet you in person, but Um, the, the online program, I feel like I know you, you know, and, and the emails that you send are so authentic and they're so real and the program is just designed so beautifully. It's so user friendly and, you know, obviously recommend it clearly, but it's, it's really is so well done. So thank you. Thank
1: you. Yeah. I wanted, I really, this was really important that I create something when we create the members, um, platform that it was something that you, you know, looked forward to logging Mm -hmm. into and that you kind of like had, you know, got to breathe a deep sigh, um, when you would kind of enter there and as though you were entering a really beautiful studio and that you just, that you felt supported and you felt like you were in class with me, um, on a regular basis. Cause I know that being part of a community and taking class with and being with the teacher and being with other students is like so fun, um, and so valuable. So I, I want to make sure that people feel that.
0: Yeah, I do. I really, I do. I feel like I take class with you every day. Awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, Okay, so let's wrap with some quick fire questions. You ready for them? Ooh, okay, sure. All right, so just say the first thing that comes to mind. It'll okay. be really fun. Great. <laughs> okay, favorite color? Purple. Favorite day of the week?
1: Ooh, a Wednesday?
0: Favorite hour of the day?
1: 10 o'clock a.m.
0: Favorite mantra?
1: I have enough.
0: So good. I love that one too. Favorite beauty ritual:
1: Mary Kate Cray- Mary Kay night cream.
0: Aww, uh, that I still use from your mama. My mama, love it.
1: She doesn't uh, sell it anymore, but I still use it. <laughs> I
0: love it. Favorite vegetable: spinach. Favorite fruit: apples. So good. What mm-hmm. is one food item you eat every single day?
1: Whew, I'm so, I'm so, I eat like the same things every day. Um, but I go through little phases. I would oh, say, tell
0: us what I, they
1: are. I would say I probably eat oatmeal or some sort of oats almost every day. <laughs> so <laughs> it's really boring. Um, I probably eat that every day. And then usually, like, I'll go through, you know, I'll be eating salads every day for a period of time and then I'll switch. Um, but oatmeal is a staple.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's um, not very
1: exciting but it's, it's good true. it's so good at this
0: time of year right when it's cold yeah. and cozy
1: yeah and I put a lot of things in it and coconut oil and you know flaxseed and uh, you know I make Jazz it, it up. just yeah nice up. Mm-hmm. nice
0: nice um what is your favorite meal you've eaten recently was it oatmeal
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you know I made this amazing recipe I, I found this guy on the cooking channel his name is Jason Robel you should all check oh, him out yeah
0: I love it. he's from Michigan
1: I figured he was a Midwestern boy. He's yeah, kidding.
0: he's from Detroit, actually.
1: I loved him. I had never seen a show, and my so boyfriend funny. was like, "Look at this guy; he's crazy." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's brilliant!" And then um, we like he had a he had a show on this past weekend that was all about coconut. Like, I, he made everything with coconut, and so we kind of went coconut crazy. And so we made this um, well, we made this amazing uh, vegan raw coconut uh, banana strawberry pie. It was amazing. Yeah. And then we also made um, the other night this – it's like sweet potato with, a, with coconut, chickpea, spinach, sauce. It was – oh, my God. It was so good. Um, check out Jason Robel and his recipes. Yeah. So that was probably my, my the best meal I've had in the last few days. It was delicious.
0: Oh, it sounds delicious. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> what is your favorite way to relax?
1: Oh, Um Well, I really, I really love to, I love to write in my journal. I find that really relaxing, um, and connecting. Um, so I think that might be my favorite, one of my favorite ways, but that's like still doing something really relaxing, getting a massage.
0: Mm, I both of those echo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, who inspires you the most?
1: Hmm. Oh, there's so many people that I'm constantly inspired by you know, I I have to say, like, I don't know if there's one person and, you know, actually one person who really does inspire me is my mom. I think just because, um, just because of everything that she's gone through with with ovarian cancer and then was diagnosed with breast cancer, um, six years after that and is, you know, doing well. Um, she's just such a fighter and Mm -hmm. she's really stubborn. (laughs) I think that actually serves her really well. Uh, sometimes it's challenging to have a stubborn mom, but, um, I just, it's really inspiring. She doesn't uh she doesn't let she doesn't stay stuck in the mud for very long. She pulls herself up pretty quickly, which is really beautiful to witness. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: So okay, so this next question is my favorite question of this entire little thing. So it really gives us a great glimpse into your personal life. So could you walk us through your morning routine and maybe like the first three things you do when you wake up and why that's important for how the rest
1: of your day goes? Um, I wake up really slowly. (laughs) I'm not a um, you know I definitely my my I'll snooze a couple times. Um, but that's important to me, at least right now, because, um, I, you know, I don't like to feel jolted into the day. Um, and well, I'll usually spend a few minutes, you know, kind of like lying in bed and just chatting with my, with my man for a little bit, just kind of waking up, um, and then it's nice. We have like a, a nice little routine. You know, I, I like to take a shower first thing, even if I'm like going to work out, I actually, I actually always will take a shower in the morning, even if I'm really going to work out right afterwards, because I don't know that shower time. Um, it sounds so weird. I think I wrote about this in a blog mm-hmm. post about yeah, I it. shower before you work out. But yeah. for me, I come up with my best ideas and my it wakes me up and I it gets me in the flow. And um and honestly he, he my boyfriend makes fun of me cuz sometimes he's like what are you doing and I'm like literally just standing there. I'm not I'm not washing my hair, I'm not shaving my legs. I'm just literally standing there and thinking. And so that's a really important part of my morning, my morning routine. And then um having a cup of tea is I I, I still am on caffeine. Um so part of it is the caffeine, but part of it is also just the ritual of being warm. And and most days um, I'll actually write in my journal in the morning, and that really helps set me up for the day. And sometimes in that journal writing, you know, it turns into like a to do list of things I need to do that day. Sometimes it's a new idea. Sometimes I'm sort of writing a sketch of a, something that I want to write about. But that that journal writing time is is really valuable to me. So I would yeah. say those are the, that's sort of the morning
0: little morning page action. I love exactly,
1: that. exactly.
0: Um, what's your favorite kind of tea?
1: Um, I mostly drink English breakfast tea. Um, and this and this winter, to avoid getting sick, uh, we've been drinking a lot of gi- just cut up ginger in the teapot with, with and then with lemon, um, a dash of cayenne pepper. Um, mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of that. But English breakfast is my favorite.
0: Immunity tea. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now let's do the evening rituals. How do you wind down at the end of the day? What are kind of the last couple of things you do before bed?
1: <laughs> um. I like to, um, I definitely do a whole wash of the face, brush of the teeth, floss (laughs) the teeth, um, put on the face cream, you know. Um, I still wear my retainer. I do too! (laughs) (laughs) Which is crazy. Um, But it feels like it's part of the routine. Um, And... Um, and sometimes we actually, we do, I mean, it's not, it's not great. And I know people don't recommend it, but we actually sometimes watch a little television. Like we, we enjoy watching, you know, a great interview with Charlie Rose, um, or, you know, get some, some light comedy and, and politics from Jon Stewart, um, just so that we feel like if we didn't have a chance to kind of catch up on the day's events, we kind of know what's going on in the world. Um, but most of it's most really the the end of the day is kind of us just spending time together and kind of cuddling up and snuggling up and, and being together. And it, it's, it's actually sometimes the best, especially when you're tired. I really look forward to just getting into bed and snuggling with my honey.
0: Yeah. It sounds lovely. Yeah. So, so what super, superhero power would you have? If you could have one for a day.
1: Um, ooh, oh gosh, my, I don't, superhero power. I would want to fly. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think I'd want to fly. I mean, I know there's a lot that I could probably think of, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I have dreams all the time that I'm flying, and it yeah. always feels so amazing. So I think that would just be outstanding to get to fly.
0: I think so, too. Can't mm-hmm. can't disagree with that. Yeah, um, what is your favorite part of living in New York City?
1: Um, I think getting to walk everywhere is a big part of it. I, I just find that walking can like really save you and getting to walk and be amongst people all the time and interesting people and fascinating people and creative people. Um, I love that. And, and I also love the inspiration that you get when you're walking, not, not just from your own mind, but like literally from what you see on the street. I know when it gets to be like spring and summertime and I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. The way that girl put that together, I want to, I mean, even from like a fashion perspective going for a walk, you're like, Ooh, I'm going to wear that today. You know, go girl. Yeah. And that, I, I love that about New York. It's actually one of my favorite things. And I have like a great window where I have a great view of um of a of a street. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I just look out the window and I'm like, "What are people wearing today?"
0: Aww. Yeah, well, it's better than checking the weather. Yeah, right. Exactly. If they're dressed properly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, what is your favorite Broadway show?
1: My favorite Broadway show. Oof. God, there's so many amazing shows. I mean, I'll say what my first favorite Broadway show was, um, and that was Rent. And oh, I remember, me too. Yeah, and I remember seeing that as a young as a young person, and it like just changed my whole life. Yeah, um, I can tell it, you
0: every line. <laughs> yeah,
1: at the time, it was so revolutionary, and there wasn't anything out there like that. It really paved the way for you know all these incredible musicals that are going on right now and that are coming up. There's, I'm dying to see Beautiful, which is the story of Carol King. I haven't yet seen it. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously a ton of really incredible plays out right now. So, but that was my first favorite one for sure.
0: Nice. Well, I couldn't agree more with that. You have no idea how obsessed I am.
1: Yeah, with Rent? Yeah. <laughs> it's, such, it's such a good one. It's, so good. It just taps right into the young person's soul.
0: Yeah, it does. What's your favorite movie?
1: Well, one of my favorite movies is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: The new one or old one?
1: No, the old one, the original, (laughs) (laughs) the original one. Yeah. I just think Gene Wilder is insane in it. He's acting is incredible. The character is, is brilliant. Um, and it's just so magical. Uh, it's just like a magical, magical experience. Um, everything about it. So that, that's, that's my always tried and true go-to. And I, I gotta say, I love Mary Poppins. It's honestly still one of my favorite movies to this day. Um, But, but Willy Wonka is, is a tried and true for me.
0: Such a good one. Yeah. What's your favorite song to dance
1: to? Ooh, my favorite song to dance to. It really honestly varies every, like, you know, every month. I'm a big fan of top 40 music. Um, I love it. I think it's, it's so great. And, uh, so, oh God, what am I, what do I like, what am I playing right now in class? Um, I've got a great remix of the Royals, um, which oh, is, yeah, she's so awesome. great. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, so that's like really
0: 16 with pipes. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's amazing. And so I like to, um, you know, I take a lot of obviously top 40 music and look for it and work out versions, but that's really a good one. And, um, you know, Miley's got some good stuff to dance to, I think right now. Um, and obviously can't hold us by Macklemore. Ryan Lewis is, I think, I think, I think that is one of the most popular songs of the year for sure. Um, that pumps everyone up so it it varies though every month but and you know kind of what's happening in the top 40 charts always taps into my soul
0: yeah for sure that's it's so good for shrink session all the music is so good yeah Um, cool so the last question I have for you um, as you know the name of this podcast and the name of my blog is the wellness wonderland so when I offer that term to you to live in a wellness wonderland what comes up for you
1: a wellness wonderland i actually think of charlie and willy wonka and the chocolate factory um it just seems like the what like wonderland to me is this big awesome huge you know magical place where you um, are encouraged to keep your eyes wide open to experience the wonder and the magic of life um and and that you're sort of moving through this wonderland from the perspective of of uh, of healing yourself, of taking care of yourself, your mind, your body, and your soul. So it seems like a very magical place, the wellness wonderland.
0: It sure is, and that was so <laughs> poetic. Amazing answer. So just let everybody know um, what you're most excited about right now and where they can find you. I, I'll have all the links below, but anything else you want to leave people with
1: yeah come and check out i've got a new course running called magical manifestor speaking of magical which is a really awesome so so such a fun it's a fun 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 goal setting course um that gets you dreaming and creating these goals really from a soulful place um and i've been running that course now for over for i started that five years ago and it's been online for about three years um so we're starting another round on february 3rd so come check that out if you come to aaronstutland.com you can you'll see the link to click on it um and then and then come check out Shrink Session because that is always happening and we're always inviting new members in um, and we're always creating some new goodies and giveaways for people. So you can come to ErinStutland.com and I've got some free gifts there too um, or come to ShrinkSessionWorkout.com where I've got some different free gifts and you can <laughs> get them all. So there's lot, lots, of, lots of fun stuff to get.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much everyone for listening and especially thank you Erin for all of your amazing magical wonderland willy wonka inspiration
1: (laughs) thanks so much for having me
0: (laughs) bye bye thanks for listening you made it all the way to the end i'll be back next week but until then let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going so tweet at me at katie dalebout and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation And like the Wellness Wonderland on Facebook, so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on the wellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.